Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Wednesday, December 20th. Uh, I've been on YouTube live for a little bit going over some stuff. We are in the middle of a great rally. Um, I'm going to title this episode, How to Learn My Trading System for Free. And I'm going to spoil it. I'm just going to lay it out for you. One, listen to the podcast. There's nothing that I do in my personal observation, in my personal investing, in my personal trading that I don't do on this podcast. So if you listen, you'll you'll actually absorb these things. If you actually do these things, whether it's on paper trading or real trading, you can use Savvy Trader for paper trading. You can use Thinkorswim for tra- uh, paper trading. You can use Weeble for paper trading. And Weeble is just such a great, great app. I love it. If you want to get Weeble, go to Linktree. The link is down below, L-I-N-K-T-R um, dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. And you will see Weeble. Uh, it is the third link down. But I love Weeble. Uh, I love it. You know, you can basically just take my podcast, start paper trading. Costs you nothing. You can just do it for free on Weeble. Uh, put a million dollars into your paper trading account. See if you can raise it up to two million bucks. Uh, videos on Spotify and YouTube. If you are just listening and you're not watching the videos, you're not seeing the charts, you're not seeing the websites that I go to, you're not seeing the the how I uh, my eyes are trained, where they're going, uh, to which stats. <clears throat> that's a great opportunity for you to as well. You don't have to watch the whole video. You don't have to watch the whole YouTube. Just tune in for 20 minutes a day, 15, 20 minutes. That's good enough. But the biggest thing I think to learn my system and my trading strategy is to subscribe to the newsletter, uh, dailystockpick.substack.com. Um, and that is free. Uh, it is free in your inbox every day. I post charts. I post uh, a little bit about what I'm seeing in the market. Like yesterday, <clears throat> I posted TQQ in the crypto, and I posted Maris going nuts. It's over 20. Here's TQQQ. I post the links to all the podcasts with the YouTube, with Apple, and with Spotify. And then my pod notes with all of the charts and everything that I looked at. So to learn my system for free, don't think that you have to pay somebody to get alerts, pay somebody to get their system. They're going to tell you moving averages. They're going to tell you Bollinger Bands. They're going to tell you MACD. They're going to tell you RSI. Just listen. I mean, honest to God, it's it's five to 10 minutes a day through osmosis. You will learn it. So there's your uh, you know a title of the podcast. So if you tuned in and that's all you wanted to know, you can tune out now. Tune in for five, 10 minutes later, you know, later this week, next week, hit the subscribe button. Just make sure that you have alerts on. So when I go live um, on YouTube, you can maybe join it every now and then. Uh, or when I post a video, you can join it every now and then. Or on Spotify when I post a new uh, new, uh, a new uh, episode. 
you'll get an alert. It is every day. So it's not like you're going to tune in, not hear something new. Um, but on Spotify, you just hit, make sure you hit the five stars. And on Apple, make sure you hit the five stars. It does help. That's the only thing I ask for. Um, there's nothing else that I ask for. If you like my system, you can get TrendSpider. You can get Seeking Alpha. You can get Weeble. You can get my, uh, my newsletter. You can sign up for Visible Phone Service if you really want. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me everywhere. Uh, but understand my system is very simple. It's large cap uh, stocks. The the core portfolio that is in Savvy Trader, and yes, Savvy Trader is on uh, the link tree, but the core portfolio, I have two portfolios. Um, there is a trading portfolio and there is a core portfolio. The core portfolio is 100% free. The trading portfolio is $25 a month. I don't, honest, full disclosure, I don't use it much, so go and subscribe to the core portfolio. But what the core portfolio's purpose is, it's 34 positions in companies where if you were to buy them long-term, you should be fine. These aren't super, super like, oh my God, they're going to go bankrupt companies. This isn't like trading uh, you know, penny stocks. So that's the, the use of the core portfolio. And again, Savvy Trader, if you're not used to it, it's down here in the link tree. Um, also down here is my Venmo. If PayPal, you know, it's the season of giving. So if you want to give a tip, that would be certainly appreciated. Um, but yeah, use the link tree. The link is down below. If you're watching the video, you can see it. Just tune into it. Where are we in the markets? Well, the markets are, we're in a nine-day winning streak. This has only happened nine other times since 1990, and uh, this is the first time it's happened at the end of the year. So to say a Santa Claus rally may be in store, uh, maybe an understatement, um, it's going to be interesting to see which ones come up. Uh, I'll have something about from Tom Lee in a little bit about how he thinks uh, you know, small caps and financials are, are going up. But let's talk a little bit about yesterday. You can see on QQQ, we still have um, confirmation. The big one yesterday was FedEx earnings, FDX. They are down 25% at 249. Uh, they're, what killed them was their guidance. They just expect guidance to be low. Uh, I don't think that it's a situation where uh, going into earnings this afternoon, it's already run 20% in just 45 days. I said this one was kind of going to be a little bit of a stretch to pull it. You can see 264 is the 200-day. We haven't opened up, so this chart isn't updated. You can see this gap down here at 248 to 249. I think we cover that gap uh, with this pullback. Do I expect this pullback to be a long-term one? That's a little bit of a difficult story because you are pulling back. Like I said, you had 13% to the all-time highs, but you're pulling back here to about um, just between the 21 and the 50-day on this long-term chart. Uh, if you see right here, what's interesting is uh, 248. You can see right there, uh, this is 248, 247 right there. You can see it provided support. Uh, for, you know, the, it, we broke down below it, but we quickly rebounded above it last time. You can see it provided resistance right here, but there's a pretty good line here. Now, you, you did have the golden cross, so I would expect a pullback to about this place and then up. Honest to God, FedEx is a good company. I, I think it's going to continue. Uh, the Shipping, I don't own shipping. I don't want to own shipping. It's nothing that I want to own. So, but I, I think at around 250, 
you should be okay long term. Um, it's not a crazy, crazy expensive stock. Um, the PE is 17. The forward PE is only 12. Get a 1.8% dividend. It is up 61% year to date. This is a, 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 a stock that is in a turnaround. The new CEO is turning it around. Um, you can see December 12th reiterated with their price target of 293 TD Cowan. You can see October uh, 315. You can see in September, they thought the price was 330. So the, the, the average uh, target price is 298. That will come down probably in the next few days. I wouldn't expect it to come under 300 um, with the target price. But you know, FedEx, again, it was just the guidance. Um, one levered ETF that uh, Marley from uh, Facebook, FNGU. This is the FANG index. So it's Facebook. If we go over here to Seeking Alpha, uh, let's just go to Seeking Alpha. And we can look at the holdings. Uh, FNGU. Oh, uh, FNGU. There we go. Uh, I'm going to get out of that. FNGU. It's a three times levered ETF. And if you go to holdings, you'll see um, holdings are not available. Hmm. Probably because it's a levered ETF and it trades in and out of stuff. Uh, all seven mega tags are drawn in at least 20% year to date, and these ETNs have suffered. Um, that is from 2022. Boy, you wish you would have put money into this one in 2022. Um, but yeah, one year, you're up 411%. Year to date, you're up 481%. So FNGU, I'm going to put it, if you don't know about um, TrendSpider, you can put things in li uh, lists. And so I'm going to put it into um, levered ETFs. No, yeah, levered ETFs. I think levered ETFs is probably where I should put it in. But FNGU, you had this entry right here at 205. You're 239. The 205 came on December 11th. So this has been just in a crazy good run here. Um, do I expect this to continue? As long as we continue up, you had this golden cross here. Remember, this is a levered ETF. This is like TQQQ. So it's nothing that you want to hold for an investment, um, even though it's up 400% this year. You do want to trade in and out of this one. Understand that over 24 months, um, my algorithm loses you 2% on this. So two years, you lose 2% on 27 positions. Uh, if you just bought and held this, you're down 32%. So I'd rather see you trade this on the 65-minute algorithm, uh, but you are in on the, the four-hour. You are in on the 65-minute uh, the, uh, the too at 220, and you still have confirmation. Doesn't mean that you're going to go up just the same, but FNGU, interesting one, and, and Marley found that one. I, I kind of like the ETF. So take a look at that one. Um Trendspider, let's talk about Trendspider a little bit. Before I kind of get into what I do on Trendspider and stuff, I want to just alert you. Stock chart art, uh, a Casualty War, at Casualty War on, on uh, Twitter. He has combined, partnered with Trendspider to give away three uh, Trendspider Elite annual subscriptions. It's a $780 value. Remember, like I told you, if you go over here to Trendspider, to my link tree, and you click on Trendspider, we can go down to product and then plans and pricing. Uh, it is this middle one that he's giving away. This is a $780 value uh, because if you go over here to the yearly uh, with a seven-day free, it's it's 780 bucks. But he's giving this one away. Uh, all you have to do is retweet 
that particular one. So go over to Twitter, follow uh, Casualty War. You can follow me as well. Uh, my my Twitter is I pretty much put out financial stuff. So, uh, but you can go here, and you can uh, just follow Trend Spider and Casualty War. And in the comments, share the stock chart that you're most excited about. Uh, you should probably say, "Hey, Daily Stock Pick sent me," and I think it's Apple. <laughs> that would be my uh, choice. Um, yeah, he's he's giving away three. So if you've thought about signing up for TrendSpider, remember I give you my algorithm, everything like that. If you sign up through me, if you get it through Stockchar uh, Casualty War, uh, and you're a winner and you came from me, I'll still give you the algorithm and stuff like that if you win. Uh, but remember, I, you know you should sign up. This is a deal that that it's going on for another fifteen hours. It's four hundred dollars uh, for a year. So. Uh, do not wait until January because January prices go up and you can see here the price is 780 bucks. So do it while you can save. Uh, but I did want to point out something as well. Um, something that I do uh, typically is just kind of hang out uh, in TrendSpider and I do different things. So what I, what I did yesterday was a market scam. And I said, you know, let me see which stocks are in the 65 minute uh, in the core portfolio, which ones are buys. And there were just too many. And I said, you know, let me look at the next one. Uh, I want to write a strategy and tell me which stocks in the core portfolio are under their weekly 200 day. And you have Disney. I'm not touching Disney, even though it's under the 200-day. You can see it's under the 200-day. We're back to March 2020. I've got all those notes in there. The 200-day is turning negative. Bank of America, it is still under its 200-day. Long-term, I like this one to come back. Let's just remove uh, all text. So I like this one to come back, but you're right at your 200-day. As of yesterday, it was under there. <clears throat> Shopify, this is the one that I think is the of the three – this is the one I would take the chance on. <clears throat> Shopify is uh, uh, at its 200-day. Uh, this steep decline doesn't mean anything to me. I think this company's coming back. Remember, they had a cost problem, not a demand problem. They cut those costs. They got rid of their fulfillment center. They are now letting Amazon fulfill everything. Um, so Amazon has that cost in there. I think this runs right with Amazon. I think this is a solid $80 stock by the end of the year. It's $78.15. I said that when it was $50. I said that when it was $60. I said, get in. Uh, you should be in this. I'm in this one fairly large, and I'm up uh, pretty well on this one uh, in a retirement account, so I can trade in and out of it. But it's got confirmation. Uh, if you like this kind of stuff and you like just scanning stocks and finding opportunities, I will include this strategy in my uh, newsletter. So again, the newsletter is dailystockpick.substack.com. You can go over to the link tree and sign up for it. Um, you can sign up anywhere. It is free, but I will include this strategy. It is simply just a look at which stocks are under its 200-day. And you can change whichever list you want to scan with. You can change that list anytime you want. But Stock Chart Art, he's giving away a, um, a free elite subscription. So go over there, sign up. I think it's a good opportunity for you if you haven't decided or if you even have a small portfolio. If you have a small, por small portfolio and $400 is a lot for you to lay out, go and try and win one. Why not? Uh, there was an interesting tweet yesterday from Kobesi. The first tweet that I saw, um, I did retweet it. It was from Gergovin and <laughs> Friday. 
uh, investors put in $21 billion into SPY on Friday. Now, if you're part of my um, Daily Stock Pick, new, the paid newsletter, um, uh, on there is a paid portion. It's on the weekends. And if you're part of this, tools I use in my strategy for December, this particular um, paid newsletter, I said that there's $6 trillion on the sidelines, that we had to see that money come in. Uh, well, Kobeshi said it, you know, put it, put more into this, um, uh, this 21 billion that came in on Friday. And that's just into spy. Remember, that's just people buying SPY. It's the biggest single one day inflow in ETF history. So on Friday, spy saw its largest single daily inflow. Look at that chart. Look at this chart. This goes back to 2019. This is daily kind of thing. Um, so you can see it. Look at that chart. So if you don't think that we still have legs for a rally, you're not looking at the dollars that are coming in here. Total last week alone was $24 billion, posting a new record. So yesterday, uh, which was probably what, Monday? Yeah, today's hump day. So it was Monday, saw another $10 billion. That's $35 billion in six trading days, $5.8 billion per day. That's just in SPY. Doesn't mean that that money is going to stay there. It's going to move around, but that's an indication, hey, we have opportunities for the next. So if we take a look at SPY right now, I will include the targets for uh, for the main bank targets. Uh, let's go back to strategy tester and we'll go to the four hour. Um, SPY is very close to all-time highs. I think we're going to hit all-time highs, to be honest with you. Um, it is down a little bit in the pre-market. Most of the market's taking a little day off, um, but... S&P 500 targets, uh, right now SPY is at 473. Remember, S&P, you just take one zero off and that's SPY. SPY just trades at a tenth of it. So uh, JP Morgan says 4,200. That's their 2024. They're crazy. Morgan Stanley says 4,500. They're nuts. Wells Fargo, 4,700. Uh, Evercore ISI, 4,750. Um, Barclays, 4,800. UBS, 4,850. Uh, Bank of America, these are getting more realistic in my mind. 5,000. Goldman Sachs, 5,100. Deutsche Bank, 5,100. City says 5,100. And Oppenheimer says 5,200. So you can see there's a lot of optimism. You're, there's a lot of, hey, naysayers in this, there as well. Um, Tom Lee says small caps, financials, and equal weights through the end of the year. Uh, follow me more on Twitter. So you can see it, but his uh, three names, IWM in particular, if we go over here to Seeking Alpha, I know I've placed this, this chart before, but if we just look at IWM and we go over here to charting and we chart it against, let's do select symbols and let's do uh, QQQ and we'll do SPY uh, and just, let's just do those three so that we can see those three. Uh, if you go just six months, we've we've said this before, you go down to one month and IWM is just killing it. Five day, IWM, QQQ on five day is actually beating it. Yesterday, you can see IWM just outperformed. But if we just go year to date, you can see IWM is up 15%. The Qs are up 54% and SPY is up 24%. So I think IWM still has some catch up to play. And Tom Lee is confirming that. So you can read his tweet about that. Uh, one tweet that I saw yesterday uh, that kind of blew my mind, we're going to get out of that, that's the uh, import, is this one, Mara. <laughs> uh, 
This guy says right here, this is the kind of environment you swing for the fences with things like Mara. He's saying it's going back to 100. Mara has just been, I, I know I said, hey, under $10, you should be buying this one. As we saw this, should have been buying. I mean, honestly, should have absolutely been buying. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, that we still have room higher on this one, even though, um, you have it, it, this is just too expensive. Uh, even though it's too expensive, this is, could it run to 100? I don't think so. I mean, I really don't think so. Uh, but you can see here from a weekly, uh, when Mara first came out, you were at 100. I mean, you know, here in, uh, 2021, you were at 70, so you're just passing the 200-day on the, on the long term. If we go over to uh, Finviz and we look at Mara, it's not making money. Uh, it's got plenty of cash on hand. Um, with the, the price of Bitcoin, all they have to do is sell Bitcoin. It's up 542%. You thought that triple levered ETF was up good at 420%? This one's up 542% year to date. So if you just bought and held Mara at the beginning of the year, you've five times your money. That's crazy. Average target price is 13. It's trading at 21. So it's a little bit expensive. But I think Stephen puts it right. I'm tempted. I mean, I'm tempted to put, and I'm not putting big money. There's not even four figures in this. I'm going with the hundreds of dollars to try and get in on this trade. But the feeling that you have, about trying to get into this one, that's FOMO. And it's it's an incredibly strong feeling for traders. Um, yeah, I like Mara. And I may put up, I'll definitely put it out there if I do uh, bet on it. Paramount gets boost from Wells Fargo, bumps ratings on increased chances of M&A. This is an important one because there's two streamers. Now, I love Netflix. I own five figures worth of Netflix. Um, I'm a solid investor in Netflix. I do believe in the long term of Netflix. If there's one streamer uh, that I think you don't get rid of, it's Netflix. I mean, I get uh, Paramount for free. I get uh, um, Warner Brothers, WB. I get I think it's called Max now. Uh, I get that for free. Uh, Netflix, there ain't no way you're getting it for free. And with Password Crackdown, uh, they're cracking down um, on their password. They're cracking down on password sharing. Um, Netflix, you can see it's a $216 billion. They, they're making money. You go to Paramount, uh, they're not making money. They, they are losing. The forward PE is 13. That's pretty expensive for a company not making money. Warner Brothers, they don't give guidance. They're losing money. I think those are the two, as far as the streamers go, that you could take a chance on. You look at Paramount here. In the four hour, uh, you were in at $10.17. You're at 15. But if you look at the long term of this one, again, it's not making money. So it's it's hurt. But you're just at the 50 day. So with, with, with this one, uh, it's up 1% in pre-market. I think you kind of make a choice. WBD, I, I think they're right in the same realm as uh, Paramount as well. But this article kind of points it out. Um, they're both beaten down. And, and with the uh, increase of, hey, interest rates are coming down, mergers and acquisitions probably go up. So I like that one. I like that one a lot. Paramount and Wells uh, uh, and Max. Uh, Microsoft is Wells Fargo top software pick for 2024. What's interesting about this is how much more does Microsoft really have to grow? You're at all-time highs. If we go over here to a weekly 
and we just look at a weekly, I'm going to remove. Uh, oh, I, I did say, uh, like I think last week, this was part of the paid newsletter. So I, I mean, I'm not disclosing anything that's crazy. There was a six hundred. There was a six hundred dollar price target on Microsoft. Let's just who did that? I think it was Oppen, um, Loop Inventor Truist. Uh, no. Yeah, it was last week. Somebody said they, they put a $600 price target on Microsoft by 2025. This is the trend line that would get them to $600 by 2025. So if you're going to hug this trend line, Microsoft is a great one. They just added ChatGPT. They're going to monetize Copilot in a big way. Um, I think this is one, I think it's one of my top three holdings. It's either, I know Apple's the biggest and it's either Amazon or Microsoft that are the second largest uh, in my portfolio. Um, and they are fairly, you know, six figure uh, in investment. A in fact, I sold Microsoft last December and I started adding back in this year. Uh, but this is a weekly chart. You can see how far it was down. You're still kind of on the underside of that trend line. You're 50 days moving positive. I don't think it's a bad one. Uh, in the article as well, they highlight Snowflake. And I'll tell you, I've been big on Snowflake. And I've said, hey, when it gets down to that 150 mark, start investing in Snowflake. And, and I said Snowflake came out of the core portfolio because it's in this range. Uh, and it gets up to 200 and it rejects off 200. Well, it's rejecting off of 200 again. Um, if it starts rejecting off of 200 and it gets bound to, back down to 150, load up the Brinks truck, throw five figures into this one. Uh, I've already got five figures in. I've been buying at this 130, 140, 150 level. I haven't added anything over 150. Um, but it's at $200 right now, 198 it's a solid, solid play. And in that article, they outline that one. Um, one thing that I want to let you guys know about, um, Warrior Trading. This this is Ross Cameron. Fantastic, fantastic trader. He put out this, uh, this alert yesterday, scam alert. There's a new scam on Wall Street. Uh, I just want to tell you, it's not a new scam. This is an old scam, um, and it's not anything that they're doing. And I, it's, Ross is smarter than this. Ross is significantly smarter than this. I think his folks were just targeted. Uh, ZJYL, uh, this is a, I mean, small cap. Let me see if it's even on Finviz. Um, this is, yeah, let's look at them. Because they have $882 million uh, market cap. Um, they're not making money. They have barely $8 million uh, uh, of, of cash outstanding. Only 8 million shares. Only 1 million shares floated. Now, here's the thing. You're up 1,332%. And it's just in the last day. And you can see, it just shot up here um, to, what, uh, $509? And that was within minutes. And Ross goes over in this video, uh, the chart that he shows is how it went up um, from, yeah, you can see right there. Uh, it just and shoots I'm gonna up. Sell that for uh, and he says, I'll spoil it. He says, this is a new scam where they get into Telegram groups, where they get into Facebook, they get into other stuff. And they tell you, if you're in my private Facebook group, I get rid of this all the time. Do not click on any Telegram links. Do not link, uh, click on anything that looks even remotely suspicious about a class. Um, that's how they trap you. They get you in there and then they pretend like they're somebody else. Uh, and they, in my case, they pretend like they're me. Um, I, I, I will never reach out to you privately. I will never ask you to join a telegram group unless it's on this podcast. 
and if it's on this podcast, you can click on it. If it's not, do not click on it. But this is not a new scam. What they did was these people started posting in a Telegram group, short this stock, short this stock. And Ross is saying, oh my God, poor retail traders. No, not poor retail traders, not poor unsuspecting people. These are people who are betting. These are not people who are, are investing. These are people who are betting. You don't want to be a better. This is a small penny stock. This is why I don't do penny stocks. This is why I tell you when the float is that small, people can manipulate it. And they shorted it. And what immediately happened was it went up to 500 So say you took $1,000 um, and, and you started shorting this. And it was at you know $5, $10, somewhere around there. When it goes to $500 and you're short, your entire account is wiped out. How do you avoid this? A, don't short stocks. Use uh, short ETFs. Don't short stocks. Do not get in here and short a stock. This is how Ross took a, 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 a $10,000 account to $10 million. He takes chances. He is significantly smarter than most people. He is significantly better. This is how people lose their entire life savings. So do not be this person. Do not trade in ZJYL. Do not trade in uh, rocket stocks that, that are crazy. Do not short stocks uh, unless you're absolutely 100% sure that you will not get caught. This is a company with only 1.47 million shares floated. If somebody, you know, at $10, that's 10 million bucks. It's $10 million. Somebody, big name person who maybe owns a bunch of Bitcoin could buy up, you know, 5 million shares and say, hey, I think you should short this when it's at $10 and it gets down to five and he's buying it at five. And then he owns 50% of the float and nobody's willing to share. And it all of a sudden goes to 500. Yeah, it is. It, it is not a new scam. Uh, I just want to point out. That's not the type of uh, investing or trading that I suggest, but Ross has, you know, put himself in that position where I think those are the people, you know, he, he's promising like, you know, his thumbnails will be a thousand percent a day kind of thing. Yeah, you can make it, but you're risking a lot. So just to understand that. Uh, social request, Brian, Gary, I've owned Costco for a while and would like to sell after the dividend date. I know the stock drops by the amount of the ex-dividend. Uh, but do people typically pile in beforehand? When I uh, when can I sell it and which day? Uh, is there a holding period after which I must hold it? Uh, it could be a good idea for me to stay in considering the lofty market. Thanks for your help. I wrote back this. I'll get it tomorrow. Uh, if you have FOMO or regrets after selling, just buy back in. With gains, there's no wash sale rule. Also, with dividends, you just need to hold on to it until the ex-dividend date. There's no pay. Um, there's no holding period after that. Remember, uh, he's asking me about dividends, I, I, and I just pointed out. I played PXD the wrong way around the dividend. So my advice uh, should be taken with proper, uh, quote-unquote, douche-on-the-internet awareness. But Costco, it's in our core portfolio. I've been thinking about getting into this one around that ex-dividend date. So what you have to know here, the, the play here is uh, if it goes – the $15 dividend, it's about a 2% dividend that is paid to shareholders on this December 26th, 27th date. I think you want to hold it until the 28th. Um, but what happens the day after the ex-dividend, so at 5 p.m., you have to hold it. I think it's on the 27th by 5 p.m. They will record every shareholder at that point. You can sell it at 5.01. You can sell it at 5.02 on at the date after the ex-dividend date. You can sell it in the after hours, but at the, the date of close on that day, 
you will be a record holder. Uh, the, what happens immediately is the $15 is taken out of the stock. I think you have to hold it overnight if I'm, you know, learn the rules for yourself. But I typically hold one day after X dividend um, just to be safe on that stuff. But you will see the stock price go down by $15. When that $15 share price is taken out, that's your cue to either get out or you can stay in one or the other. In in my sense, I think with Costco, I think you get the $15 taken out. And I think it was Joe who said this. You have a shit ton of, uh, of retail traders who don't understand that the ex-dividend date is when the price is taken out of the stock. So say it's trading at $650 on the date uh, of the ex-dividend. Uh, the next day, it will open up in pre-market at $635. $15 is just taken out of the share price because you're paid out as that. Uh, it will be taken out. My suggestion is if you've held on to this for a while and you want to sell it, wait until the $15 is taken out and then sell ten, you know, a tenth of what you want. Um, if you start to see it go down still, watch it during that day or the, the day after. And if you see it start to go down, sell another tenth. Remember, uh, with with gains like what you have, um, uh, Brian, you are not imposed on a wash sale. If it's in a retirement account, you have no tax event. Um, you will get paid out in January, um, no matter what, if you hold on to that ex-dividend. So uh, just remember that. I think that's the best advice I can give you. Whether people sell out afterwards or not, don't don't do what uh, the, the market would tell you to do. There's dividends out there, or I'm sorry, ETFs out there that basically buy stocks around ex-dividend dates, and it doesn't work. just doesn't work. Uh, the ETF basically just is a moneymaker. That's it. It puts off cash for you. Uh, Enphase, but bullish bites from uh, Instagram. These guys, want me to go over Enphase. Enphase is a solar company, and we've gone over this one before with Sedge. I got out of Sedge. These have been just been in a crazy rebound. You can see from the algorithm here, the four-hour algorithm, you got in there. <clears throat> right now, you're up 65% in what? 46 days? 65% in 46 days. That's crazy. If we go and look at the long-term event phase, you can see it's under its 200-day. You're seeing the death cross. Um, I'm not sure that the, this this run is down, but you are seeing a MACD cross up. Your RSI is in no man's land of 52. Uh, if we go over here and we go to end phase, this is what I'm a little bit concerned about is the PE is still high at 34 and 31. But remember, this PE was 100 at one point in time. Year to date, you're on 40, uh, down 48%. The target price is 117. 117 is your target price. So I think it's a little bit extended. Um, I'd be a little bit nervous getting into this, but I mean, you know, if you want to bet on this one, I can't can't argue with you that it wouldn't be a bad bet um, just to get to that 200 day at 160, which would be what a nice 20, 30 percent gain. So I, I can't argue that you, you know you, you're oversold here. Your MACD is down. Um, you know, you can see if we just pull this down a little bit, you can see that death cross right there clearly. If you're looking just to play it to the 200 day and then get out, you got a nice 24% up until the 200 day. Again, this is on a weekly chart. If you play it on the four hour, um, you can see here the four hour has you in at 121. So, I mean, you, you, you know, if you bought down here, I wouldn't have told you, I, I would have probably told you to get out when you lost confirmation here at 106, 
but you got back in at 120. I mean, that was just a jump, just a you know a day's jump. This, I mean, look at this. This one candle is a six percent. That that's just the morning of December 14th. It was a six percent candle. That's crazy. Uh, so Chris, um, solid newsletter and thanks for disclosing. Uh, this is from um. Uh, the newsletter. So he made a comment on the newsletter. You can comment on the newsletter down below. You can send me a message on Spotify. You can send me, just understand I can't respond on Spotify. Other platforms I can respond. Solid newsletter from yesterday. Thanks for discussing the Donchan channels amongst other insights. I added the Donchan strategy, ran the scanner and found uh, LW. Let's look at LW. Um, and this is, by the way, this is just a master class on how to comment and how to use TrendSpider. What he did was he added Dungeon in the TrendSpider. He went in, created a strategy, and he found LW, Lamb Weston Holdings. May want you to take a look at Golden Cross on the four hour recently convincing upward channel. Uh, since then, appears to be heading back to June highs around 116. He includes both um, his chart. Which I will, I'll see if I can include that in the the link um, in the newsletter. He includes a, a link to Seeking Alpha for LW, and he includes a link to to Finviz for Seeking. I mean, this is what I told you at the beginning. Chris has listened to my podcast. Chris has watched uh, the 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 videos. Chris has uh, is uh, subscribed to the newsletter. It's not that hard. He went to Trendspider, went to Seeking Alpha, went to Finviz. I mean, those are the tools that I use. So if you're interested in that, I think it's a solid solid way of actually trading and looking at stocks. I don't think I'm leading you down a way uh, like Ross is where you're going to lose, you know, 5,000% of your uh, your portfolio. But here's LW, Lamb Weston Holdings. Uh, we can see it. Um, God, that's been, a, that's been a nice rise, let's see. Uh, not crazy. I mean, 19% over 60, 61 days. Let's take a look at a long-term one of this one. Um, it could be. Let's see. What do they do? I don't even know what they do. LW. Lamb Weston. Consumer defensive packaged goods. Uh, S&P market cap of 15. It's in the S&P 500. Uh, it is up 18% year to date. It's 52-week high is 117. You're 9.76% away from that. Your most recent uh, coverage uh, overweight, they're saying 120. The average target price is 124, and you're trading at 105. So uh, on the daily, it looks like you're crossing up on that one, which is the 50-day. Um, the two, the 20, SMA 20 is still moving a little bit negative, but you've got some moving averages there if you want to take a look at them. Uh, engages production, distribution, marketing of value-added frozen potato products. It appears through the following business segments, global food service. So it's potato prog, lamb Weston. I think that these guys must do the, um, the dehydrated potatoes, but let's see what it says in, um, in Finvis or I'm sorry, seeking alpha LW. Uh, it has, let's see, um, uh, the ratings here is what I'm interested in. Seeking alphas by analysts, buy wall street analysts, strong buy quant says hold. Um, year to date is up 18.9%. They just recently raised their dividend by 28% to 36 cents a share. Um, it's not crazy. I mean, you know, I, I, I think there's better places in the market than investing in dried potatoes. <laughs> um, doesn't make me crazy, but you can see, I mean, he's clearly, this is a weekly chart and you can see right here, the MACD cross up. You got the RSI at 57, kind of in no man's land. 
Um, I do like the four hour. Now, what you have to know is that my algorithm makes you 78% uh, on 19 positions. You win um, nine, your average win is 9.87%. You win 58% of the time. So the majority over the past two years, you've won. You make 78%. But if you just bought and held this over two years, you make 76%. My, my assumption is this isn't super volatile. Uh, again, on the weekly, you can kind of take a look. Um, you can. I would say you'd probably rather use this if you dip close or under the 200-day. This seems like a fairly stable one. Um, but if you dip, this is COVID. I mean, just pre-COVID, you were trading at 94. There's no reason to think that it wasn't getting back to 94. Um, you know, and and it did get up here to 120. It kind of dipped down through this year. I don't know what the reason for that steep, steep sell-off was. Uh, probably overvaluation. If I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, the the PEs, it's 15. It's 16. This is an average S and P stock. So. I don't know that it's a crazy great opportunity, but I think, you know, listen, put some lunch money in there, Chris. Uh, Zach, Cigna Group, forward PE looking good, south from Spotify, Cigna Group, forward PE looking good, target price 340, recent Jeffries upgrade, RSI is in no man's land, wait for a pullback, question mark, thanks for your time and effort on the show. Let's look at Cigna. Um, I am out of healthcare. I got out of UNH, I got out of uh, Johnson & Johnson, I got out of a bunch of that stuff, it just... Didn't perform very well last year, so I'm going to reallocate some stuff to some new healthcare like Eli Lilly, like Amgen, things of that sort when I get actually back to buying. Cigna Group, uh, they called off their merger, I think, with Humana. Uh, they called it off regulatory issues. I don't exactly know why. But that's where you're seeing this gap up from 260 all the way up to 280. Um, and now you're just hovering around that 200 day. 298 was the buy-in on the algorithm. The MACD is going to kind of cross down, it looks like. The, the, the RSI is in no man's land. Um, let's look at their PE because I do think that this would, I, I would I would correlate this with Cigna with Humana. Um, and I think Humana may have the better opportunity. But look at this one. I mean, you can kind of see we've just kind of made it halfway back there. Your average target price is 348 and you're trading at 294. Most recently, December 11th, Jeffries hold to buy 341. So, you know, if you want to listen to the analyst, it's got a 1.33% dividend. It's down 11% year to date. If we just compare that against Humana, um, this has a 0.79%. They're down 10%. Look at Humana. I mean, Humana didn't have that pop. Um, target price of this one is 586. Let's go over here and let's just look up Cigna. Uh, let's look at their ratings real quick. I mean, seeking analyst buy, Wall Street buy, quant buy. I can't can't argue with that. That that is probably not a horrible one. Uh, let's select symbols and let's look at Humana because I do want to. I'm going to get rid of that and let's update the chart. Um, let's just look at year to date. I mean, you can see Humana is up top. Both of them down 8% year to date. So um, I think it's, you know, <coughs> kind of like I was telling Zephan before. I'm not huge on uh, huge on healthcare right now. But I, I listen, in, in a you know cost savings world where uh, the, these guys do it, let's see, Cigna. Nobody's really bought their option exercising, but nobody's really selling either. I mean, that's that's good news. So... Cigna, not a bad one. I might think about that one. Uh, Hawes from uh, Spotify asked me, uh, Riley, 
It just says Riley looks really good. I don't know if that's B Riley. I don't know if that's O'Reilly. I mean, if I just put in Riley here, uh, you've got B Riley and you've got Riley expiration Permian. Um, but if I if I look at O'Reilly, uh, it's R E I. Um, is it I E L O Riley? O R L Y. O'Reilly. If that's the one you're talking about, we actually have a, uh, a cross up on this one. This was interesting that it came up, but it has a cross up on the MACD at 964. Um, if that's the one you're talking about, I'm going to assume that's a, if it's not Hawes, I can't respond to you on Instagram. So I don't know which one you're talking about. Just, you need to let me know, um, with symbols and, and things of that sort, um, to be a little bit more descriptive because I'm just not sure. But O'Reilly, if this is the one that you're talking about is PE is 25 for an auto part store. Eh, it's a little bit high, uh, actual target price, 1,040. You're trading just 4% off of that. Um, performance year to date, you're up 14%. If this is the one you're talking about, I think it's run it a little bit. Again, we had the cross up here at 964. I think there's better places to put your money. Now, my algorithm makes you 27%. Buying and holding this one makes you 41%. I just think that it's it's run a little bit. I mean, that, that PE is high. For an auto parts store, I mean, come on. That's, an auto parts store has you know a, a PE as high as Apple? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Come on. Come on. Uh, Scans. Microsoft. This has another cross-up. We're in the middle. I think we're in the middle. Or no, we just got in 372.15. You're up 0.11. Market is now open. Nothing crazy. But you can see the MACD is way down at the oscillator, 372. Uh, You're right on that green line. Like I said, that green line points you to 600 by 2025 if we continue to do it. Uh, Etsy. We talked about Etsy yesterday. Etsy's just had a a, a MACD kind of cross up, cross down. You can see it. It's just kind of fluttering. Uh, 29%. Still a little bit expensive. They're cutting some staff, doing some stuff. Uh, Coinbase, we talked about Mara. Coinbase has been nuts, absolutely nuts. That's 92% uh, from this run. It's got another cross up. Let's see. Uh, from here to here, you're up 119% in this run, and it just got another cross up. So crypto is going absolutely nuts. We have CRISPR and one podcast favorite, uh, Oracle. Gets finally gets this bounce. Uh, you're coming back, filling the gap. 105, you're probably filling that gap to 114. I think this is a solid name that you can hold on to for a while. Uh, I think they got pulled back unnecessarily just based on some guidance. I thought that this uh, 106, 107 was going to provide some uh, support. You're at 105, and, and your MACD is pointing up a little bit. You're down 0.79. I, don't, I would wait for the confirmation to come. Uh, to fill that gap because you're still not hugely confirmed. And and I wouldn't trade this one. I would more likely uh, buy this one for long term. So don't expect this gap to be filled with this current run. Uh, I would say with the MACD down that far, you got your ex-dividend date coming up on January 10th. 
the, the dividend's not crazy on this one. Um, let's see. The dividend is uh, 1.36. It's okay. You're up 29% year to date, but you can see you're, you're down from where you were highs. Um, and, and you double top this one. You just double top this. If we go and we look, uh, I like this gap to be filled here. I still like that gap to be filled at 124. So I, I would say, um, yeah, I think if you're buying Oracle, I think you're waiting for that 120 mark. Uh, O'Reilly, we went over RTX and Citigroup financials. Uh, I'll include all of the scans in the newsletter. Uh, obviously, go over to Linktree. If you have any questions, you've got very little time to take advantage of the TrendSpider offer. Seeking Alpha is $50 off. Like I said, um, Chris from the newsletter, when he wrote me that comment, a solid, solid, just great. Uh, that's what I get do the podcast for, to make sure that you guys aren't losing, you know, a thousand, five thousand percent. So that's just it. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm out because dogs are barking. I got to go take care of things. Talk to you later. Every morning Bye. I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. and fears.